0: Justice Sotomayor has our opinion this morning in Case 18 McDonough versus Smith. This case began with forged absentee ballots that were submitted in a 2009 primary election in Troy, New York. Yule Smith was appointed as a special prosecutor to look into it. Edward McDonough, a county elections commissioner, quickly became his primary target. In the lawsuit at issue here, McDonough alleges that he was scapegoat to settle a personal score. When McDonough would not plead guilty, Smith allegedly fabricated evidence against him, then used that fabricated evidence first to secure a grand jury indictment and later to bring McDonough to trial. McDonough's first trial ended in a mistrial, but the second ended with an acquittal. Just under three years later, McDonough filed a lawsuit under 42 U.S.C. Section 1983. The lawsuit, in part, challenged Smith's fabrication of evidence on due process grounds. And the question here is whether whether McDonough timely filed that claim. The dispute boils down to this. Did the limitations period for McDonough's fabricated evidence claim begin to run only once he was acquitted at the end of the second trial? If so, the claim was timely. Or did the limitations period begin to run sooner, once McDonough knew that fabricated evidence had been used to cause him some harm? If so, the claim was untimely, because McDonough knew the situation and been harmed no later than his first trial. The lower court said the claim was untimely, but we disagree. McDonough's claim was timely because the limitations period began to run only after the criminal proceedings against him ended in his favor. Our conclusion follows from the nature of McDonough's claim, which is that Smith's fabrication of evidence violated his due process rights by causing the criminal proceedings against him and depriving him of liberty while they were ongoing. This Court has never had occasion to define a Section 1983 cause of action for fabrication of evidence. So our opinion today assumes the United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit correctly defined the right. To make decisions like this, we generally consider the most analogous common law tort. Here, the most similar common law tort is malicious prosecution and the limitations period for malicious prosecution does not begin running until the underlying criminal proceeding ends in the plaintiff's favor. The same should be true for McDonough's claim. Both in the common law and here, the favorable termination rule helps avoid conflicting civil and criminal judgments. We drew the same analogy when considering similar claims 25 years ago in Peck v. Humphrey, and we follow this guidance of that case today. The difference is that the plaintiff in HEC was effectively challenging a conviction, while McDonough was acquitted and so challenges only a prosecution. But the principles and reasoning of HEC suggest that a favorable termination rule makes sense in both situations. Practical considerations reinforce our decision. The alternative rule would impose a ticking clock on criminal defendants to bring civil claims while their criminal prosecutions are ongoing. Because some criminal matters take a long time to reach trial, defendants could face a choice between giving up their civil lawsuits or taking on civil disclosure obligations that could harm their criminal defenses. Smith suggests workarounds for that problem And he argues that the rule we adopt today might create practical concerns of its own. But on balance, we think deferring claims like McDonough's, while criminal proceedings run their course, is the more practical approach. In the end, (coughs) common law, our precedent, and practical considerations all point in the same direction. The limitation period for McDonough's fabricated evidence claim did not begin to run until McDonough was acquitted. For these reasons and others set forth in our opinion, we reverse the judgment of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit and remand for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. Justice Thomas has filed a dissenting opinion in which Justice Kagan and Justice Gorsuch join.